Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California. Presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com. And streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Downton Abbey After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Downton Abbey After Show. <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Thank you for doing it. We're here doing another AfterBuzz TV After Show for Downton Abbey Series 4, Episode 4. I'm John Comerford. I'm joined in the studio by Tamara Bird. Hey, everybody. And Maria, Marissa Serafini is in the booth for us. Thank you very much for helping out, Marissa. Hello, everyone. Making sure we go off on clockwork. Uh, okay. Uh, Courtney couldn't be with us this week. Courtney couldn't be yeah, with us this week. She'll be week, back so, yeah, next week. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. We had a lot going on, but this was more of a return to what we're used to in Down Abbey from last week. We yes. still get a lot of uh, writing in, not only on our uh, podcast, but about the show itself. A lot of, it's just, everything's a lit from the, the uh, uh, Twitter sphere, so to speak. And, the, uh, and let's get into that because... Uh, you know, last week you were talking about how they had 30 people riding into ITV. Obviously, that represented very, a lot more people, uh, well, many more people who are angered by the uh, thing. Now we have, I don't know, 90 people riding into ITV, but I'm sure it represents plenty of people. Sure. Uh, people There's some us, statistic in that about, you know, one person represents 100,000. Like 10,000, I think. Or, or, yeah, whatever, 10, yeah, exactly. Something. I don't know what the number is. People, yeah. Yeah. But, uh, and it runs the gamut, by the way. It's not everybody's just mad. There's a lot of people who are mad that people who are mad, they're thinking, you know, yes. so the comments are running the gamut from people saying how this is horrible. How could you do this to Down Abbey? Uh, this is, you, you shouldn't dramatize this kind of thing. And other people are saying, are you kidding me? This is great. Uh, this makes great TV. And why can't you talk about a subject like this? So uh, it runs the gamut. So, yeah. So let me read a few of them. Please. Um, one said that we missed the point. Yeah. Uh, that a lot more than people, 30 people were angry. And of course we know yeah, that. we, we I were don't only know talking we, about the people who, 30 people wrote in, not right. everybody who was angered by it, so we weren't talking about those people. Uh, but this, Anna Borealis mm-hmm. uh, said, many fans, fans of Downton Abbey are fans primarily because of the lack of violence mm-hmm. in general. To show a beloved female character punched in the face and then brutally raped was just so unnecessary, she mm-hmm. said. I was shocked when John compared this to other so-called racy scenes in the series, such as Pamuk's death. How could you even refer to a rape as racy? It's more comparable to murder and torture than sex. And on that note, I, I, you didn't. I, I didn't refer to that. In fact, I think I was specifically saying that, no, it's not like that. I was u- referring to it as a dramatic device. Not I, I wasn't equating the two. Well, and, being, and the word I think we actually used was spicy. And it was a yeah. word that you didn't say. It was Somebody also else. written in another comment yeah, that so. I had mentioned. But uh, but I still think that's interesting because it, this this particular event, horrific as it was, has garnered so much uh, energy. Contra- on, yes, oh energy. God, exactly. Yeah. Controversy. And, and I don't know if Julian Fellows had planned that or if he, you know, who knows if he thought that or if he just thought, 
that, that's what you this know, is where the story this goes is from where here. The story goes from yeah. here, absolutely. Yeah, and you know, and what what I wanted to talk about right quick before we get into the whole, today's episode because it, obviously it was carried over because yeah. Anna is still reeling from we it. We open and with her, absolutely. Yeah. She's she's walking to Downton alone without Bates uh, and uh, avoiding him at all costs. In fact, snapping at him, making all kinds of excuses, and still reeling from this as one would expect. And what the worst part about it was. She had to sit next to the perpetrator. Indeed. Which we were talking about last week. It's like, oh, my God, this guy's going to be around. She's going to have to deal with this. And I, 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 just that alone was just unnerving to see. And ter- yeah, terribly unnerving. Uh, I can't believe – I mean, the fortitude. Now, there have been a lot of people who have been angered by Julian Fellows uh, making Anna out to be such a victim and not standing up to her, the, her uh, attacker and all that. And I was even st- stunned by those kind of comments, too. Right. And one of the things someone said that um, portraying this on the show was brave. Someone else said it wasn't brave. Yeah. It was 90s cliche. Yeah. Someone else said, but they didn't handle the subject at all. Anna chose to keep quiet about the rape. And so did Mrs. Hughes. Mm-hmm. They're all complicit in their silence. How the heck is that is is that being sensitive and brave? Yeah. And you brought up a great comment about bravery. Yeah, well, I mean, we we would all love to be brave in the moment and do the exact right thing, but that doesn't mean that that's what happens. And a lot of people aren't that. They they they, they you know she's went. I mean, let's face it, she's blaming herself. She's saying yes. she's uh, she's she's not good enough for Mr. Bates anymore. She's soiled. She's dirty. All those things. So she's uh, the victim. She's blaming herself. And. Uh, it, what it can show is you can see a character's development of that bravery and that courage. Uh, if she start, if you start her with somebody who you'd want to stand up, but she doesn't, but now you've got somewhere to go. You can, so you can actually demonstrate and, uh, emulate the path others might want to be or, or could take. Yes. In order to become brave well, or, or do the right thing or whatever. Uh, additionally, you can't portray someone being brave in an everyday situation. Yeah. It's not brave to dress Cora yeah. and, you know, get Mary's necklaces. Right. Yeah. You have to put them in the face in of adversity exactly, in order for them right. to exhibit bravery and be able to bring up that that fortitude. And that being said, now you know, I'm certainly not an advocate for dramatizing rape or anything like that, but because a lot of people were even thinking that that people who thought it was good TV thought that that, that meant that they liked rape or were advocates of it. And I and no, I don't think that's what they're crazy. saying at all. It's just, we we I mean this it happened, and to say that you can't dramatize an event or an occurrence or an attack or something heinous uh, I mean, if everybody always did the right thing then we'd have nothing to dramatize and, and so what what would be the point of anything because you couldn't do murdering you couldn't do child abuse and I'm not saying you should do those I'm just saying uh, you can dramatize that and still have it be a, a, a great TV you can still have without being sensationalistic and all that kind of stuff yeah but and not everybody agrees with that right but a lot of people who who stood up for Julian Fellows pulling the storyline right. were saying that it was portrayed very tastefully mm-hmm. and you know as, and we, as it can be in exa- this well, space it's none of it's tasteful thank but, you. Yeah, the, but the way I mean, it was shot and the way it wasn't gratuitous thank in that you. Sense. you that's what I meant yes. yeah. and the fact that it was you know it leaves things to the imagination which mm-hmm. is the scariest place right. to go mm-hmm. um, of course watching Anna be punched in the face yeah, that was, that traumatic was enough. so horrifying was, yes, to it see it was horrible and um, the, but the thing of what you don't see and how your mind yeah. fills in the blanks, that's, you know, really the, the painful yeah. part of it. And that's what makes a lot of good dramatizations right. excellent right. because it allows you to put into it, you know, your worst fears or your your greatest 
adversities yeah. and that kind of thing. And, and you know, I, the debate's going to go on because there yeah. are going to be people that are going to that have just decided, okay, I'm not watching Downton Abbey anymore because I used to watch it because it wasn't full of any kind of violence and, right. and you know wasn't sensationalized. And now it's forget it, I can't watch it anymore. And there are going to be other people on the other side who are saying. Uh, no, I think this is. I think it, it makes that uh, more interesting and intriguing and and compelling. And uh, not that they think that rape is the only thing that does it, but it just happens. Here's the here's the thing. I was going to talk about it in the news. The numbers are actually up by two hundred thousand viewers mm-hmm. this After, week from, from last, last week. week. Interesting. So, you know. You're an exception, but, you know, it's essentially women who are right. the demographic for this show. And if you've got something that's more, you know, there's more dramatic action going mm-hmm. on. There are more, um, you know, difficult, challenging storylines. Right. Maybe they're bringing in more viewers and maybe some of them are male viewers or people right. who thought that Downton Abbey was a bunch of a puff and yeah. a bunch of people sitting around sipping tea. Now they've got, you know, more interesting, compelling stories going on because mm-hmm. now now more even more people are watching over last week. And I'm sure there are people going to go, oh, right. So you had to use that kind of event to bring in more viewers. And I'm sure they're going to and, and, and I'm not even suge- I'm not advocating. I'm not suggesting that I'm not even making that debate. I'm saying. He chose, Julian Fellows chose to make this part of a storyline. Yeah. I mean, we can agree, we can not agree, but it is. I mean, right. it's not, we weren't in the room deciding for him. He chose this. Right. Uh, I think, I think it's, I think an artist, a creator has every right to make whatever decision he or she wants with whatever yeah. they want to, uh, um, Uses you know, broadcast. Their media. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And it done well, I think it's great. I don't, I don't think you can say you can't, you shouldn't ever use this because it's like, okay, you, in that, if that's the case, we should never have a murder on TV. We should never have any kind of child abuse or any, right. or any, any topic like that because right. they're all heinous crimes. Right. And they're crimes against humanity and we shouldn't talk about them. We shouldn't dramatize them. And, and there can be an argument for that. And I can see, see somebody making an argument for that and being totally convicted upon it. Yeah. Uh, but I don't agree with that because I think you can learn or you can relate to people because you may never have experienced, but you might be able to understand other people that have gone through that. You might mm-hmm. be more compassionate. You might be able to help people more if you understand it or see it dramatized. You might have more empathy. I mean, I think there's value in it and that you can, it can be used in a positive way. I don't agree with the act of it, especially in real life, but this isn't real life. Right. It didn't really happen. Right. So... I, you know, I, I kind of going. People are getting way upset over something that didn't actually happen. It was dramatized. Another thing that I want to talk about is co- the controversy on sure. the show because people were saying, you know, I love my tea sipping Downton Abbey, right. and Alexandra Delianis on our YouTube page says Downton is no stranger to controversial storylines. Mary sleeping with her Turkish lover who dies in bed. Sybil and Tom's relationship. Sybil getting caught up with the suffragist movement, homosexual relationships, blackmail, the plight of Ireland, murder, death, and childbirth, death in childbirth, and automatic automobile accidents, to name a few. This last week's storyline was horrific, but I think it was handled well. Mm -hmm. Um, To think about women's rights during this period, I think the assault on Anna will provide a springboard for the series to look more thoroughly at this topic. Um, I love the lighthearted Downton Abbey, but it was great that it wants to discuss and explore more serious issues. So, yeah, and I think that's what this is trying to do. I mean, as, as tastefully as it can, re- regardless of whether or not you think it's a good idea or a bad idea. Right. I, mean, I think he's doing uh, a very good job of trying to do it well and trying to do it seriously and sincerely and not sensationalize it. But other, I'm sure others have different ideas. And an- I think another reason why, and we talked about this. Uh, I think it was last week about um, the woman playing Rose, how yeah. she got hate mail right. when she came on. And she felt that part of the reason was because 
uh, she came on so quickly after Sybil died and mm-hmm. Sybil's death was such a surprise right. and so painful to see. It was, I mean, mm-hmm. I was, you know, a mess. Yeah. And so this is, I think, another kind of part of the, the situation where they've taken, mm-hmm. you know, one of the handful of really beloved characters, right. the and people that you want only horrible. wonderful things to happen mm-hmm. to, and the worst thing happens to her. And now this is, a, yeah, I don't, I, I, I'm not even sure I want to pose this, but I'll, I'll save it. We'll probably get letters for this too, but yeah. would there be such an outrage if it was Mrs. O'Brien? That That's what I was thinking. I don't know. I don't know. Probably because Julian Fellows would write it so brilliantly that we would feel compassion towards I'm not saying that it's 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 easier or it's better if someone is raped than somebody else's. I'm not saying no, that at all. I'm just wondering how people would respond to it. I'm not saying I agree with it one way or another. I'm just wondering how people would respond if it was if it was if it happened to somebody that they already didn't like. Yes, I'm just wondering. Well, you know, as you know, I'm waiting for. An, not a terrible hunting accident. Tragic yes, exactly. Hunting accident. Okay. And, and that, and uh, so getting back to the storyline itself yes. and Anna, uh, I, I was just so struck this week by how, uh, j- just that's the scene with Mrs. Hughes and how she's so, I, I mean, distraught about Mrs. How Hughes. She, oh, no. Or Anna. Anna is when, how Anna was with Mrs. Hughes describing how she doesn't want to be touched and she, she's not good enough for him anymore. She's soiled. And I was just, just heartbreaking. To hear that, to see that. Well, and the other thing, I must have made it happen. Oh, that's yeah, one of the things that she herself. said. Exactly. Um, and Which, by the way, is a very common, uh, you know, response. Obviously. Yeah. So yeah. Go ahead. No, 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 just that. I mean, I must have made it happen. And, but, and Mrs. Hughes saying, but, you know, your husband's heart is breaking because yeah. he doesn't know what's going on. Right. And of course he's going to think it's him. Right. And Anna keeps reassuring him. It's nothing you've done. Before right. you ask me, it's still nothing you've mm. done. And, you know, it's a great twist of, uh, of word there by her saying it's better his heart broken than his neck. So, cause that, so we know exactly what she's still thinking that she's saving him. Uh, and I'm sure she is intellectually. She's, she realized she's trying to save him from doing something horrible and ending up in prison. But I'm sure there's another part of her that just doesn't want to relive it. That can't even face telling him. Yeah. Well, and can't go through what, you know, even, even in America, you know, I don't know what it is like in Europe, but I'm sure it's very similar. Even in America, 20, yeah. 30 years ago, the, it was extremely difficult to bring up rape charges on yeah. someone. Still, um, yeah, and, still. I mean, still it is too, yeah, but at least get, there's a little bit of a change in the Because you know going here. in, the defense is going to try to, you know, drag you through the mud, put you on trial and whatever right. your behavior is. And, and just to speak to that, you. again, people were saying, uh, someplace, I think it was on the Downton Abbey Facebook page, right. you know, I can't believe that Anna hasn't said something and I can't believe that Mrs. Hughes hasn't said something mm-hmm. to the authorities right. because they're, Anna's worried about, um, uh, Bates killing him right. and this person said how can he kill him if he's in police custody right. and I think that that's a 21st mentality put on a early 20th century I know, it's almost situation. Like, it's 90 years ago that this happened. Right. I mean, we have a hard enough time getting uh, rape charges brought upon anybody now especially because this would be a he said she said thing. There's no evidence. Right. So how is she going to get anybody to believe her with no proof. Yeah. And this is 90 years ago. Which actually I think is an interesting thing about it because uh-huh. it it really makes it um, the, the psychological uh, d- challenge right. of the situation even more 
you know, a bigger part of it. Obviously there's, there's the physical, sure, yeah. you know, um, issue, but the, the psychological part of it is so interesting to delve into because it's so complex and so complicated from a story standpoint I'm talking right. about and how that's affecting Anna and Bates right. and Hughes mm-hmm. and every, you know, Mary is even being brought into it mm-hmm. at this point because mm-hmm. everybody notices something's going on with right. Anna. So, I think the big thing for me is whether or not you agree with it. Julian Fells, I mean, he certainly struck a chord here. I mean, I don't, I yes. don't know that he, I don't know if he knew or was, I'm sure he, he had some de- knowing that this was going to cause a big, huge, uh, to do, but who, who, I don't know if he knew it was going to be this big. Yeah. And he's going to lose fans and maybe gain fans. I yeah. Don't, I mean, I don't, and who cares? I mean, it's not a game here in terms of, I don't think he went out and said, this is going to, I'm going to lose people here. I'm going right. to gain more at the end. I don't right. think he did that. It's just, I find it, it just mind-boggling in some, how how all this is. I mean, not mind-boggling. Just uh, well, people are people are really committed to this show and committed yeah. to the characters. And people said, "I'm never going to watch again after Matthew know, died." After like, Matthew died, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I'm sure well, there are people could, who said it after Sybil died. Well, I mean, I didn't follow the comments then. I'm yeah. sure they did, but yeah. I know people did after Matthew died, mm-hmm. and uh, and people are saying it now. And there's still we'll people see. watching. We'll see. Well, we'll see. Who knows what they'll do? It's an amazing show. It is, and so and and it's certainly crazy water cooler talk for sure. People it, going I thought on it on was interesting. It. There's so much angst mm-hmm. about the Anna situation um, that, as much as I felt t- just terrible for Bates and Anna and them together, right? Uh, I know that's going to break my heart a lot more next week. Oh, yeah. Um, because, because there was not a lot of it, you know, she's still, yeah. she, I mean, it, it, it can't be more than a few days. She still has the bruises on yeah, her face. Well, no, it's the next oh, right, day. it was the next day, the right, next because day. they were having breakfast. Yeah, and then, so. The, and then, but through the whole yeah, episode, a it's days. only a handful of days. They went to London days. for a couple of days, yeah, exactly. And she still has bruises on her face. Yeah. And anyone comes to her and touches her, because oh, Mrs. Yeah. Hughes touched she her, tried, she even oh, flinched yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, absolutely. So, but the, uh, the direction was that they weren't spending a lot of time on Bates and the close, close-ups of his face, which is where we would really relate to him yeah. and his reaction. And so I just, I'm you think assuming it, yeah, they're you going think, yeah. to you're, bring that out next and, week. And, you know, the, and again, I thought it handled well because you don't have to spend any time. We already know what's going on and you already, it's already all there and every, in Anna's, all her movements, all her face expressions, it's all there. You don't really have to spend a lot of time and you know the storyline and it's any more than that and you're going, oh, please, I need, I just need a respite. Um, Emmy nomination. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. Clearly, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's she's great. She's Joanne. brilliant throughout the series. Yeah, yeah, she has been. But I think you know we'll get to her later. The other one, uh, Mrs. Hughes. Oh, okay. okay, yeah. But yeah, we can talk about that later. before we get into that, let's go. Okay, I, I don't know if there's anything else I want to discuss because we've gone a lot about Anna and yeah. the situation. <laughs> yes, so we let's have. move on. Let's get on to uh, uh, Mary, Mary, Anthony, as I say, <laughs> Anthony, of course. <laughs> Gillingham. Sir Anthony Tony Gillingham. Yes, Tony Gillingham. Uh, <laughs> um, so, I, I you know, the, all this stuff happened, but really it doesn't really matter because the only thing that matters is right. that he proposed. Yeah, we can talk blah, 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 this happened, <laughs> yeah, this happened, exactly, this happened. Exactly. But then it's he like, you know, I says. Just, it's right. You know, he says, you know, I can't live without you. And he spoons and, you know, professes his love and proposes. I thought, first thing I thought it was really yeah. fascinating was I liked him more than ep- this episode than I did the they last one. They did a one. really good job of making you like him, didn't they? They did. Yeah. Well, he was, last episode, I think the word I used was polished. He wasn't mm-hmm. as polished as right. I expected for Mary. And so in this one, 
His hair was combed a little neater. Mm-hmm. He was smiling mm-hmm. a little right? more. He was not – he was still wearing a tweed jacket yeah. at some mm-hmm. point. So he wasn't, you know, the perfect tux man all every moment of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just seemed a little more polished and, mm-hmm. and just more likable. Yeah. In this one, and, because he was smitten, right? Clearly smitten, and they did a great job of portraying that in this. A- and they also did a great job of distancing him from his valet, Mister Green. Yes, uh, because he says he doesn't even like him. So that, that well, allows I thought that us. That was fascinating that yeah. they put that in there because, th- again, someone commented it reflects poorly on Gillingham right. when mm-hmm. his valet is such a cat. I know you think cat about that, but hey, let's face it, criminal. Let's face it, Cora's. Lady in waiting was Mrs. O'Brien. O'Brien, yeah. And that's it reflects badly on her too. But apparently, that's just what happened. You don't, you know, they do their job, and so however they are as individuals, so what? Yeah, because how much does upstairs know about uh, yeah, the I real lives and, and real identities of downstairs? So far, not much in right. terms of uh, what we're saying here at Downton. Right. But uh, yeah, it does reflect badly, but only because we know the horrific thing that he did. Yes. I don't think I don't think Lord Gilliam has any idea. And obviously, if he did, I think don't think that, that he'd be long for this world. No. Mister Green would be well, certainly out of the uh, Gillingham Wait, house. What just Uh-oh. had a brainstorm? What do you got? Okay, so he Gillingham proposes to Mary. Never mind that he's almost engaged to Mabel. Right, almost. Um, he and Mary says no. Okay, yes, and and then later uh-huh. says. You know, I think that I may have done something that I may right, regret, regret in yeah. the end, which was very interesting because mm-hmm. she is kind of an ice queen. Right. She is obviously still closed off to love uh-huh. in a certain way, but yeah. but there's a glimmer of it. Sure. Um, I believe we know from tabloids that there is another love interest coming in for Mary. Oh, I didn't. Okay, I great. think I believe that's right. I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure about that. But in my hopes for having a horrible hunting accident <laughs> for Mr. Green Gillingham can come back mm-hmm. and that could be the thing that you know because trauma right. brings or trauma or bad situations negative situations bring people together that people bond over bad right, things of course yeah that, that happens so that's how okay i, I, I think that could happen okay, so right, gillingham comes back there's a terrible hunting accident because we okay. discover he discovers what's going on with green and right. that's what brings him and mary together and then she no longer has regrets marries him and they all live happily ever after right, end of show <laughs> <laughs> We just have to just one little quick note. Somebody was asking why we kept calling Mr. Green. Oh, Gillingham Green. Mr. Green. Right. And uh, that's his real name is Mr. Green. Green. They call him Mr. Gillingham when he's in Downton Abbey because he's Mr. Gillingham's valet. That's how they do it. That was the custom. Right. We learned that in the Scotland episode for Christmas. And and we figured it's just because it's easier to figure out who you serve rather than figure out your name and and who you serve. Exactly. So So that's why. So that's why it was. Yeah. So he's called Gillingham. We did it. To avoid some confusion, because we wanted to call Anthony Gillingham Lord Gillingham and Mr. Green Mr. Green, and not anyway. So but we actually but we confused did, people. I know we did a few. We <laughs> but did that's a few the times. answer to that. Yeah. So okay, so that's why we do it. But the thing I thought was most interesting is with the Mary and Anthony is, <sighs> is when she's talking. You know, because she uses his words and his idea, meaning Anthony's, about how uh, that uh, Mary fills his brain, and you know, yeah, she's still thinks about Matthew all the time. Yes. And she's not ready to let go. Yes. But then I, it was very interesting oh how that God. end of that sequence, that scene, especially when they do have that kiss, and because that seemed like, whoa, something shifted right there. But just before that, he said, but he's dead and I'm alive. Well, yeah, and I was like, wow, it's another one. It's like, you wait, you know, like a week ago, you forgot. And now he's so 
blatantly. I mean, I just thought well, that was a little harsh. It was a little harsh, but he's yeah. consumed and he he wants yeah. to get to. Yeah, but he doesn't make any words. That's for mincing words. Excuse me. He just says he's dead. I'm alive. But I loved so so she turns him down she essentially, turns him down, and, yeah, because I, and I felt like you know uh, actors tend to be people who are very broad and very, right. you know, and that the subtlety in her portrayal of yeah. the no, mm-hmm. you know, there was this like shadow that came across her mm-hmm. face and then she just barely turned her head. And I felt mm-hmm. like that was so, um, car- carefully and beautifully done her. Mm-hmm. No, because mm-hmm. th- there was also a shadow of a doubt right. in there, I think. Yeah. So then he own. says, he says, my darling, Oh, I, I will never love you again as uh, I will never, I will love, never again. love again as, I as much as I do you in this moment. Right. May I have something to remember? May I kiss you? Yeah. And I just thought that was incredibly beautiful. And then his last words to her, my darling Mary, my prayers go with you in whatever you do. Mm-hmm. So and all, I know, I was, as it was happening and as you saying that, uh, I was thinking oh, a, a lot of women's hearts are melting right now. <laughs> well, what a beautiful sentiment, too, uh-huh. you know, to say to – that takes – quite a man to mm-hmm. go to not go screw you lady mm-hmm. i'm out of here you know instead he gives her you know the greatest mm-hmm. sort of au revoir he can give her yeah so it really got you didn't you? it did yeah. i thought it was incredibly yeah. beautiful i have two little hearts written on my right there. <laughs> <laughs> so but well that's amazing because last week you weren't so sure about him and then in in just one episode and let's face it they they were only a, they weren't a huge part of this episode so that's some very good writing if you got to your, your heart to melt yours that way. So and good direction and good acting. Oh, yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. Nice. Mm-hmm. So it worked for you? That's terrific. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I didn't I, – I wasn't – I want to make sure I make this clear. It wasn't like I was swooning over no, him. No, no, I just felt like it was so beautifully portrayed, and I thought that was a lovely way to do it. I know, and I, th- I thought – if nothing else, what it really did was to say, you know, there might be yes. possibility for them. Yes. That and and that makes the whole thing more tragic. Where you just go, Agreed. oh man! Now and, and again, it's like poor poor Mary. <laughs> poor poor Mary. There's always got to be a poor poor sister. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and we'll talk about it. And we know, of course, she all the things that she regrets because at the end of the life, she says that she's going to regret this. Or she may regret this. I've just done something I may regret. Right. And and I think. That, and I think it was great that she said it to Tom because for Tom, this whole episode was about regret. Yeah. He starts the episode talking about how yes. he, he has nothing but regret and he regretted the whole thing. And, and, um, and I don't think it was just the evening he was talking about. There's no. so much he regrets. And I felt really bad for him in, in this moment because for me, it wasn't, again, it wasn't just about his tryst with Edna. I, you know, I thought that, you know, alleged it, uh, tryst. Well, exactly. Who knows? But, you know, in his mind, he, they yes, actually of course, together. Of course. But, you know, last week he was talking about how he doesn't belong there. And I think he regrets a whole lot about that. And, um, and then this, of course, this thing happens with Edna or so he thinks it happens and she's going to, oh, and I just felt horrible for him because, yeah, because this guy can't get a break. I mean, his wife no. died. He's, you know, I mean, it's just, and uh, he's a man between two worlds and he's a man between two countries. Uh, and I just don't see he's having a hard time finding his place. Right. But we do have the Mary Alliance with, right. with the estate. Yeah, but that's in jeopardy, too, because remember, the, he says he can't talk to her because she'll despise him. Uh, but, but he was talking about the Edna thing. Right. I know. Okay, but okay. I mean, that, I mean, again, I'm thinking he, he oh, doesn't oh, have oh, a I place see. that he doesn't have some place. He finally finds Mrs. Hughes. But he 
You know what I'm saying? You would hope that he would have, this is his sister-in-law. You'd hope he'd be able to talk to her, but he can't. He, and he has to go to Mrs. Hughes. He has to again go back to that I would not talk world. to my brother-in-law about something like that. Okay. Okay. Fine. And but this is a hundred years ago. I know. Years yeah, ago, absolutely. So. Absolutely. I'm just saying that it, it further demonstrates that he doesn't really have a place. He's not upstairs. Yes. He's not, he, he, he's forced to be downstairs because I'm just saying that's where I felt so bad for the guy. Yeah. He's got nowhere to turn. And in fact, even Mrs. Hughes is surprised that she goes to him. He doesn't think it's a ringing endorsement that he had nowhere else to turn. Well, <laughs> not endorsement, excuse me, but go ahead. Well, but the thing is, is remember she was instrumental in getting Edna there in the first right. place or second yeah. place, as it were. Oh, yeah. There's no question that he picked the right person yeah. because who else would he go to? It's either her or Carson. Right. And Carson, you're not going to get too much help from. No. So, and, and the thing I love about Mrs. Hughes is she'll, she'll give you compassion. But, man, did she turn the screws to Edna. Nice, right? <laughs> that was great. So I remember her from... Lovejoy. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is, gosh, 15 years ago, late playing oh, 20, Lady Jane. Think, but anyway, go ahead. Um, loved that show. Yeah. And I just, you know, she's, I think, another one of the kind of beloved characters yeah. on the show. And I think the most underrated character and actress on the show, I think. Really? For me. For me. Tell me why. I just think she does a great job. I know a lot of, you know, some people were talking on the boards, they don't like the fact that she didn't step forward right. and, and go to the authorities. But I like it because she does, you know, like, let's face it, when she had that moment with Carson, uh, when he says it doesn't change, she, oh my God, I she's dead down. and he picks, she picks somebody else and now they're dead and it hasn't, doesn't change anything. And she says, it changes you from where I'm looking. Yeah. And the way she did that with the drinking of the glass and looking at the, you know, she just has these wonderful little moments and you feel all this compassion, but you feel such great strength. And really, when she's putting the screws to Edna, you're going, yeah, there you go. I mean, she knows. I mean, and it, she's calling a bluff. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's a, a ruse. She, mm-hmm. does, she doesn't got anything on it. Well, and I think she's a really strong character yeah. because, again, some people are, are kind of criticizing, and I think it's the 21st century mentality going over a 20th century right. situation. Because if you'll remember when Mrs. Patmore was sick right. and she was accompanying her, and then when the, the, con- the converse sick. happened as yeah. well, when Mrs. Hughes was sick, um, there was all this strength going on while playing within the confines of of society, right. whatever society you're in, in that time. You know, um, I just felt like, I feel like she's such a, I, I, you know, she's a strong woman. She's right. one of the strong women on the show, and mm-hmm. I love that about her. Well, that's why I like her, is that not only she's a strong woman, but she's very compassionate as well. You can see, she, you know, she seems to care about people, yet she's, she's a fighter at the same time, and, you know... <laughs> and she knows the rules. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows the rules. And knows and she, how to she can navigate them. Yeah, she knows how to get around them. I lo- and I just love all that. She, to me, she reminds me of the Dowager in some degrees because, you know, it's, she, the Dowager knows how to get what she wants. Yes, like, she does. moving around things. And, you know, uh, and, you know, I just think there's a nice counterpoint between yeah. the two. So, and of course, and, you know, let's face it, the fact that the way she was dealing with Carson. Mm-hmm. Just by giving him the, uh, the framed photo and everything like that, she, th- this really meant something in the whole, time when that was happening with the the something charlies what are they called the charming charlies and yes is that what it was and um she was trying to get carson to put it behind him to this is a wound you need to bury and all this and this, she's creating a healing for him yeah and you know getting him to to not only acknowledge that there was love there but it did affect him and that it's a it, it's a good thing yeah even though it didn't change quote uh his particular uh situation trajectory. exactly and you know it, it could if you wanted it to mm-hmm. but it also is setting up the whole thing between the two of them yes i mean she i mean you see all the compassion she has for him and you see that she cares for him so much 
that she's trying, you know, even, the, I mean, it's because it's kind of a strange thing to give somebody uh, a picture of a, a of woman. his one and only uh, exactly, love. And, and because you, in my mind, there's some rom- romantic uh, kindling. Can, yeah, that's what I think, mm-hmm. and so it's kind of a strange gift. But in a way, it's an incredibly loving. Yes, gift. I agree. So, anyway, I agree. So, uh, but I wanted to finish up with Tom. Uh, well, I, I was speaking to Hughes, and one of the things that she said, well, this is a sordid tale. <laughs> Just loved that line. Because, you know, yeah. there was a tiny bit of humor in that. Oh, yeah. And I think it had everything to do with the fact that she she knew she was going to figure out how to help. Yeah, and that, that came as a great turn. Well, this I had, is a sordid tale. I had no idea that that's how they were going. Because when Edna came into the room, and she thinks she's going to get bought off, uh, and yep. and none of that happens. I'm going. Well, what the heck is her plan? What is Mrs. Hughes' plan? Well, how is she going to get out of this? Right? And I I bought everything. I was like, she can't have all that info. But okay, I'm, all right, yeah, don't mess with her. Yep. And and it doesn't. And and it worked. The book Married Love. Oh my, oh, yeah. by Marie Stopes from 1918. <laughs> nice. Damn, we're doing some research. I have this great, as you know, I have this great book that's called Hi There High School. <laughs> <laughs> that was written in like 1952, yeah. incredibly antiquated rules yeah. for how to get into the Glee Club. And uh, and I'm sure that um, I, I tried to get a little more information about that book, but essentially Mrs. Hughes was talking about it being the thing to help her get pregnant. at how to prevent getting yeah. cra- pregnant right. in the first place. Mm-hmm. And that was why she was using it as a resource. So, yeah, she's, she's crafty. bluffing, though. She's crafty. She's bluffing the whole yeah. way. Yeah. I don't want to play poker with Mrs. Hughes. No, God, no. He's too, she's got too much experience, man. You know, oh, yeah. But, I mean, I thought it was, it works. So, and, we, and now Edna's gone, which I was surprised by. Because really, you're going to get rid of her that quickly? I know. Because, you know, I thought she was great in terms of the conflict and the drama. And stuff. Well, it's because there's another love interest for Tom coming in. I know. But, again, you know, I was posing the idea that it would be great to have the three of them there so you have the nice triangle. And, you know, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned and she would be scorned and, you know. Uh, you know, she might come back. Who knows? Uh, How are they going to bring her back now? And everybody knows now and she's gone. The whole reason why she left is because she wants to keep the reference. I don't think she's going to find her way back. All right. Okay. But I, I, you know, it's too bad. Uh, I'm sure he'll find, uh, Julian will do better uh, than I was thinking, but I thought it would have been fun to have the three of them, Tom and Edna and the the nanny and have that happen. There will be some great drama I would have loved to see Edna being scorned and, and. You the know, fire coming what out. What she could come out. Because let's face it, in the hallway with Thomas and all that little, oh, between yes. the two of them and all that venom. Yes. Wow. Huh? I mean, and Thomas is like, whoa, I thought they were in cahoots for a while there and apparently not so. Or maybe, you know, because, you know, it's like a scorpion. You don't have anybody else to turn your tail on. You just, the one in front of you. Whoever's is, there. Exactly. You just go after them. Whoever. That's right. So, but that was a fun little scene on the stairwell. Yes. And you know, and you know, a lot of what was an interesting play on words or whatever. I can't. I wrote it down, but anyway, uh, lots of fun there. And poor Edna is now gone. Bye bye. Do you think you know, what? You know, usually you wait for a season before you have to. Get, they want to leave the show, right? I, I know, mean, like, right? Yeah. No. No. Gone. Mm-mm. Bye. So. Okay. All right. So, uh, oh, before we go any further, thank you guys for everything, uh, for writing up on the uh, boards and going on YouTube and giving your comments and your theories about what's playing out and what the things you likes, your dislikes, and uh, whether or not you agree with Julian Fell's choice to u- use whatever uh, dramatic device. Those things are fascinating to us. Yeah, please obviously we had a lot of good conversation about yeah, it, so lots we really of appreciate good stuff. that. Uh, so keep those coming. Please go to YouTube. You can go to iTunes. You can download. You can rate and comment. You can tell a friend. Uh, we're hoping that uh, we can get more people involved in the 
the conversation. We'd like to start it here, and hopefully you'll continue it and spread the word and get it out to everybody. So thanks for that. Uh, now what I want to talk about is the whole Jimmy. Let's move on to something a little lighter. We're going to, to the, the kitchen. To the We're kitchen. Going into the We're going kitchen. downstairs. We're going to the Jimmy and Ivy sneaking away. Have a little kissy face. There is yeah. some chemistry. Snogging. Is that the right term? Snogging? I believe so. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. So, yeah, chemistry and not just in the kitchen. In the boot room. The boot room. I didn't even know that it I, you know, I'm Smells sure. Smells like old shoes uh, and yeah, I wasn't shoe even, polish. I'm sure they've talked Very about romantic. it and been there before, but it was the first time I actually got on my radar as a name for yeah. a room, the boot room. The boot room. So, and of course, you know, uh, then, you know, Daisy doing her little machination so that Alfred can see, catch them kissing. Right. Back, so, and, you know, trying, to, still trying, hoping upon hope. And I love Pat Moore's line, too. I think, what was the line about how... Sometimes you can spend too long on a one-sided love. Yeah, and she really wants... You know, again, Pat Moore, continuing our uh, the, the friendship that they're developing and that they certainly so, showed last week between Pat Moore and Daisy. Yes. She's, you know, she's trying to help her along because this is, you know, it's, it's just, it's unrequited. It's not going to be returned in any way and you've got to move on. And maybe it's a good thing that Alfred leaves and goes and tries off being a chef. Mm-hmm. So and, and so they have this t- contest, I guess. That right, they're go to. a test. Right, a test so that you can see if you're worthy of getting into this program. I'm, I love the program. Are you kidding me? They're going to pay you wages. They're going to teach you. I go, wow, that's not bad. I wonder, you know. So I guess he's going to go because I, we have wind that he may not be back. Right? Yes, we do. We're just just burning all of our predictions and our yeah, news exactly. as the show that, goes on. But bad. yeah, there is. Um, yeah, there's word that he's not going to be on the show anymore. So, so but what's interesting about the whole storyline between the Jimmy and Ivy. So uh, obviously they have two completely different goals. She wants to be a good cook. She wants to do a good job. She wants to have a career. In, in, in a sense, she's career minded. I mean, she's trying to do good work. Jimmy doesn't care, but seem to care about any of that. He has different hopes, dreams. I mean, it looks like he just wants to be a playboy and have fun. Well, that's what he says. Yeah. You know, I want to drink champagne and yeah. have fun. Yeah, and, you know, not just have fun, but have a rich life. It oh, sounds yeah. like, like, you know, because he didn't say I want to drink beer. He no, said I no, want no. to drink champagne. Yeah. And I'm thinking, is he going to think he's going to get there through his gambling or how? I mean, he doesn't seem to have any notion of how to get that or create that or earn no. that. Nothing. But, you know, I mean, lots of people eternal. have, yeah, lots yeah, yeah, of people exactly. have that dream. But I have I, that dream, except yeah. I do have a plan. But I, what my, my point about the whole thing is that are they, they obviously have them kissing now and he seems to a- actively pursuing her and not just to get her to get Alfred because he did this not in front of Alfred. Right. He did this, you know, spirited just when her they were away. Alone. And so, or secreted her away. So, uh, it, he seems to, uh, you know, n- and, it's not just to get at Alfred. So my point is, okay, so what are they, what's Julian doing? He's setting these two people up who have completely different ideas of how they want to live, live their lives. So are we just setting up more heartache? Yes. <laughs> you think that's going to happen? Yes. We do. Well, you know, they're talking about how, uh, Alfred, you could go try out for this, but yeah. so could Daisy and so could Ivy. Right. And Daisy, seems a little bit interested or is she just more interested in knowing what yeah, I didn't get that I still I'm going how are they going to Ivy a little bit interested no, I didn't feel not no. really not to a serious degree certainly not like Alfred so yeah I don't I, I'm not sure what Julian Fellows has up his sleeve on this one I don't know I'm not exactly sure. But I'd love to hear what other people think. Yeah. So like, write in about that see what you think because again we, we posed the question nicely what is Daisy doing about the whole father-in-law Right. And yeah. We, thing. we talked about that. Yeah, right. Like, where, where is that story gone to and that? what's going to happen to it? And it, you know, and you know, if Alfred is out of the picture, what is Daisy going to, you know, 
you know, what, what is she going to do? Is she going to look for a, 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 another thing to occupy her time? Or, a new, or in, in the sense of a new bow? Or a, a new bow, new... or, or is she going to uh, be actively pursuing this uh, offer of, from her father-in-law right. to, you know, create this new business or work the, the land or farm, whatever the heck it was exactly. I can't remember. Get her own new either. electric mixer? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, anyway, that, just w- w- wondering when they're going to get back to, the, or if they'll ever bring that back. Right. So, I don't Well, we're know. four episodes in, so. I know, we're... you'd think at some point we're going to have to. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things I do think is interesting is that Daisy really used to be poor, poor Daisy. I mean, she was the scullery maid Uh or, you know, the kitchen equivalent of that. And she really got to do nothing. Right. Um, And now she's asserting herself. And there was, you know, there was a time where she was kind of going on strike. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I think it was last season. Snarky to Ivy today. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she can be snarky for sure. But it's, I, I like to see her coming up and having kind of a personality. Yeah. Um, but there's not really anybody to take her place of the lowliest of the lowly well just ivy right and you know but ivy kind of won't take it she won't play that no she doesn't not like night like daisy did yeah i find that fascinating yeah well i think daisy's a little bit younger too and maybe came from different circumstances or maybe yeah okay yeah but that makes me move on to isabel because on the the other side of that we got to see isabel and again we we saw her with the doctor just briefly yes we did i'm telling you they they are are, they are building that up they are he just keeps touching on these keeps reminding us yeah look how good they are together and how they make a great team we talked about it last week i think that he's just going to keep that going yeah i can use some extra help yeah and she she says later that she's just going to offer her help you know well, what was this comment though? It, it could leave the knights for other duties. Well, I don't know what what other duties do you think the doctor was talking about. I'm not sure he's talking about duties. I'm talking. I think he's talking about opportunities. Oh, is that right? Like perhaps dates, perhaps mm-hmm, dates. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. don't you think because of the way they left that uh, uh, in the uh, prior series that he it's? I don't think he's going to pursue it. She's going to have to open the door because she closed it pretty tightly on mm-hmm. him. So I don't think he's going to actually. Well, and I think that. Her heartbreak is part of yeah. the reason why she will be open to it because right. there's such a void in her life yeah. with Matthew being gone that there's an opportunity for her to have that filled to some yeah. degree you and know, it, to it, have love in yeah. her life. And, and her words, you know, because she's her child died, she's no longer a mother, but she is still a woman. And yes. so I, I think that will be that opportunity for she's that. another wonderful actress. Oh, she's, by the way. she's great in everything. So, oh yeah, God. she really is. The, yeah pathos that woman oh my god incredible yeah and even the way the dowager talked right yes definitely i wanted to talk about that she says you know uh when they were talking together i love that they're putting them into scenes together because they were so at odds we talked about that last week and they've moved that relationship along and um her saying uh isabel saying it is hard to see mary come alive and the dowager saying well you know i don't criticize you in that right yeah. And then later, when the Dowager is talking to Lord Grantham, Lord Grantham and saying, well, she is a good woman. And as much as it cuts my, I cuts my teeth, something or like that, but it pains her, basically. Chalks, nails on a chalkboard, something like that. Uh, there are moments when her virtue demands admiration. I know. Yeah. What a great way of putting it. Especially that. when you think about where, how far they've come. I, again, we talked about it last week, and it's, it bears repeating, but uh, it's wonderful to see that relationship arc the way it has. And that's what I appreciate more than anything. Uh, I, I'll say it last week. I said it last week. I'm going to say this part again, too. Is I like the way Julian 
uh, moves these characters along an arc. They don't always do the same thing, and that's what gets repetitive about a lot of other TV shows. Uh-huh. They don't arc the characters the same thing all the time, and I just I find that uh, uninteresting. Well, and you know we're going to have Shirley MacLaine come back yeah. sometime this series, so it's going to be interesting to because mm-hmm. those three will probably be thrown yeah. into the mix together. They will have some scenes together. Yeah, It'll be interesting will. to see what uh, what transpires there. That'll yeah. be some big fun. That will be fun. Uh, let's move on to Rose. Oh, Rose. Oh, Rose. <laughs> Seriously, again, again, she just can't help herself. Gets involved with somebody, you know, just gets into it. Can't wait to go out. Just always wants to go. Girls want to have fun. But it goes out and Lord Lord John gets drunk. Yeah. <laughs> at the jazz club. Really drunk. Go, He's making a fool like, of himself oh and God. her. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, funny though, because she finally, normally she's the one that kind of makes a fool out of everybody, or not fool out of everybody, but goes too far. But yeah. it was good to see her on the other side going, uh, hey, uh, let's, uh, uh help. Pull your ja- exactly. Exactly. But who comes to her rescue? Jack Ross, the, yeah, uh, the jazz singer. The gallant jazz singer. Ooh, very nice, very Handsome nice. Handsome too, I might Oh, add. is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, there we go. Mm-hmm. And so, this, and of course, this causes a, oh, Rosamond, uh, Aunt Rosamond. Yes. Uh, certainly was like, whoa, whoa, that's a little shocking. Right. It's 1923 still. So, right. And, oh my God, uh, Tom go rescue her. And, you know, but very, very kind of understated about how it all went, you know, went down and everything. But certainly they're shocking, concern, and, uh, it's, uh, Quell this, I guess. Yeah, nip this in the bud, exactly. whatever this yeah, is. Yeah. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. I think Rose uh, is going to pursue that. I have a little info in the news oh, that we'll talk about. Okay, we don't great. Have to, okay. Do well, you want to talk about No, yeah, no, no okay. we can talk yeah. about the news. Well, okay, well, do you want me to mention it now? Yeah, go ahead then. Okay, right. we're going to do news, Marissa. We didn't talk either. I know, that's why I was saying I don't I, want to do the news. Alright, that's fine. Well, well I'm sorry. We, we, okay, we'll Marissa, we're not Edith. doing the news yeah, yet. My sorry. Mistake. I thought you were just going to talk about this and then we would do No, news. no, no, no. Okay. In the news, I have some stuff that okay. we can talk about, about him and All future right, so, episodes. So, let's, let's finish sorry. up with Edith real quick. Sorry, miscommunication. My bad. Alright, so, cause, you know, we were doing poor, poor Edith and now, uh, not so poor, poor Edith. Okay, no, no, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Back yeah. to Jack Ross. Yeah. I just want to make sure everybody knows it was pretty obvious, but in case you didn't, it was a cool little Easter egg, which was as she's being oh, yeah. hustled out of the room, he's singing, a rose Rosebud. is always mm-hmm. sweeter, yeah. as he's kind of like, sorry, and waves to her, gives her that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Rose so, likes the yeah. attention. Oh, of and, course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. And so, she's young and, you know, uh, you know, but she just, I, 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 Wondering, you know, because I don't know her age. I still haven't figured that out. I'm, it, it, she's got to be seventeen, or whatever. Anyway, I think about Mary, and I go, "Was Mary ever like that?" No, <laughs> I don't. Know. <laughs> I just find that fascinating. Okay. Uh, well, you know, Mary's uh, social status is higher than Rose's. Is she? Is I mean, because she's the daughter of a lord as yeah. opposed to a cousin of a lord. But weren't well, who are their parents? Aren't their parents? They're not lords. Isn't Rose's parents Rose's a lord father? And lady? Yeah, I, I don't remember their name, their title. Excuse me. Maybe they are. Uh, help but, us out. Sorry about that, fans. I know that we get a lot of letters that we don't know that detail. Right, but they were up in Scotland, and yeah, I know. You know, Downton Abbey is yeah, but Dingstown in the more fabulous part of town. Okay. I'm guessing, yeah. but um, but clearly their parenting skills are different, oh, if yeah. nothing else. So Mary yeah. was raised as yeah. kind of the more reserved, proper lady, and Rose unless was not. Turkish. <laughs> unless there's a Turkish ambassador in town. Um, and Rose obviously, uh, you know, eschewed that mm-hmm. training that may have been put her way. So, right. so. 
She's but, a girl who wants to have fun. Yeah, and so does Edith, apparently. Oh, Edith. Apparently. Edith's showing her shoulders everywhere Oh, my now. God, just a hussy. Scandal. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, by the way, and uh, stays overnight at Michael Gregson. Uh-huh, does the walk of shame next morning. <laughs> it sneaks in. Yeah. <laughs> and the rose, and the maid catches her, of course. I thought the, wow, she got the dressing down from the Aunt Rosamond. Yes, she wow, did. Wow, probably chided, admo- admonished the whole thing. Man, it was nice. I mean, it was just good TV and great Totally great, busted. Great I have to exactly. say, I hate that orange dress she wa- was wearing okay. when she came into Rosamond. She's worn it before, and I just I hate, hate it. it. Um, but yeah, Rosamond saying, you are gambling with your future. Yeah. What? I'm not exactly sure what that means. Well, Oh, because if she gets her reputation is sullied in any way by this uh, oh, uh, dalliance, yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. Then that that could hurt her chances for who she, what she might marry into, right? Because you know she'll be suspect, right? So. But so they uh, Rosamonda uh, as must not take um, Gregson seriously as a suitor. For no, her. no. Well, I don't think she. I don't think any of them feel. I mean, he may be a nice guy. Even, even. Let's face it. Lord Grantham is, you know, feeling a little bit better about him because of the whole poker incident. Right. But right. I don't right. think that he's appropriate. Lord Grantham has already said that everybody, you know, you know, they want her to marry up, and I don't think this is uh, the thing that they want for her. Well, they're about ready for a rude awakening i think uh yeah because it's edith a is not complete. she's she's dead serious about this guy yeah, she's going to marry complete. him yeah, and yeah. Well, and if not, or not marry him uh whatever the case but she's going to be with him right so and you know he's got he's off to munich right to go get his right so he's off to munich and what did she and s- wants to have her sign a paper yeah and she didn't even read it she doesn't have murray read it nothing she just signs it i'm just going oh my god I I don't know what that's going to get her into, to but give it just her authority like, over his affairs. Yeah, and I, I'm just uh, maybe it's nothing, but I'm just going. What? Do you, no, you're not even reading that, or you know. And I just I think she would know better because, you know, they, uh, to some degree, she's just aware that you shouldn't be signing anything without Murray looking at it because even her dad doesn't sign anything. Right. So so you think it's going to be something that turns out bad for Edith somehow? Yeah, I don't think I'm not saying that uh, Michael Gregson is is. Sinister. Yeah, he's not doing anything underhanded, but I think because her name is on it, it's going to put her in jeopardy in some fashion because... Mm. Uh, you know, and, and why, and they're going to be the conversation. Why didn't you let us read this first? Why are you signing this? Right. It's going to be one of those things. And she's going to go because I love him. And right. I didn't think this would be, yeah. See, where I went with it was that he's going to get stuck in Munich or something's going to happen. And she's actually Ooh. going to have the opportunity to kind of save the day because Ooh. she has access right. to or, yeah. his affairs or, or, or power it, of attorney or whatever that and, would be. Is he the editor of this paper or that he? Yes. Or is he part yeah. owner? I probably both, but I believe he's the editor. Interesting. Cause if, if, cause that could make her a newspaper heiress. Well, yeah, I'm just saying if that's, you know, who knows if she has a hour of attorney or some, something. Yeah. Like yeah. It's interesting. Cause I thought, yeah. I thought it was going wow, to be yeah. something, you know, mm-hmm. give her the opportunity, uh-huh. an opportunity, maybe an opportunity she wouldn't want, uh-huh. but an opportunity to kind of save the day as opposed to, you know, more ruin. You know, the one thing I really liked about what, um, uh, Edith said to Aunt Rosamond, uh, when, you know, uh, she's being admonished and everything. Yeah. Edith turns to her and says, well, that was, was rather rude. Or what was it that she said? Was, re- that was nasty. That was quite Yes, rude, that whatever. was quite nasty. Quite I nasty. Think. And uh, so often I've wanted somebody to actually say something. Right. Being just so, you know, that was rude. <laughs> you know? Right. And Edith finally did. Right. But, yeah, I just like that because they say a lot of rude things to each other. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Not, not that some of them aren't warranted, but. In very pretty words yeah. that you think you're being complimented. Exactly. And then nobody calls anybody on it. Right. And so I think that was great. And it also showed her 
her kind of set it up for herself. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's good. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, we, I, now I think we can we closed out everything that we need to get to, and and we can get back to our news. Sorry. After Buzz TV news. After the news, I want to talk about favorite lines of the show. Got it. Um, uh, just one comment that was on a Facebook page that I loved and wanted to mention in the news. Mary Herbert said. Episode four ripped my heart out. Anytime you want to stop making my eyes bloodshot and my soul hurt will be fan bloody tastic. <laughs> <laughs> Just cracked me up. I think a lot this of us feel that way. Was that about mm-hmm. episode four? Was that about episode three? Okay. This episode. This episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Episode four. Wow. Nice. <laughs> That's a good comment. Um, yeah, it just cracked me up. So I mentioned this earlier. Downton Abbey boosted ratings to a peak audience of 10.1 million viewers. Wow. And averaged 9.4 million throughout the entire show, up 200,000 viewers from for this week, week from last week. Okay. Yeah. So whatever you make of that, that's yeah. it. I uh, want to talk a little bit about, oh, my God, I've lost his name, Carr. Carr. Oh, you're talking Hold about Hold our- one moment. Gary Carr, who plays Jack Ross, the singer. Okay. We have a photo. Um, this is him. Oh, wow. Uh, looking a lot like the Dowager. <laughs> um, he's got, for those of you who are listening to us on iTunes, he's got an Edwardian updo and a bit of a feathered headdress. And dressed as a woman. Uh, dressed as a woman. It is a thing that he did in college. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, we have another photo here. Um that's maybe a little more Whoa. appealing to the ladies. So he is playing J- uh, singer Jack Ross, and that's actually his first love. Oh, his really? First singing love is, first, is singing. Okay. Okay. He's getting ready to put out an album mm-hmm. of original music, and he, you know, this is a this is a huge break for him. So a couple of interesting things that he said is that. He is his character is going to be drawn to both Lady Mary and Lady Rose. Oh. Both of these two characters end up being quite prominent in his life, and he has to ask a lot of questions about himself as he is drawn closer to certain characters. Also, he shows up at Downton Abbey. At, okay. At the, so is this the another residence. suitor for Lady Mary? Is that what we're saying? I don't think know? so, mm-hmm. but I, I think mean, it's more likely that Rose is going to find an attachment to him. Right, and maybe Mary's going to do what Matthew did before, which is, you know, kind of steer her away and uh-huh. get, get Rose out of a, a bad situation. Right. Possibility. Um, he says his mother and sister are crazy Downton fa- fans and they cannot believe that he's on the show, but his grandparents live in Trinidad. And it's one of the few countries where Downton is not shown on TV. Uh-huh. Clive, his grandfather, who is 80, said, it would have been nice to see Gary in the show, but we will have to wait for a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if he's going to be a Downer, we get, is, is, is Julian Fellows and Downton Abbey going to start tackling race? Well, they're saying that it's not going to be storylines about prejudice uh-huh. so much as ignorance. Oh, okay. All right. So, so it's, and that was, um, Gary Carr saying that. Okay. That's his, his interpretation All of the right. scripts. So, and oh, and by the way, he spoke on the Anna storyline and said, "I think it was extremely well written and extremely well acted. Uh-huh. It's interesting to see how a woman would deal with rape back then. It's not like today. Some she she wouldn't have lawyers or any support mechanism." Right. Uh, and he says he's a singer and a dancer first, actor hmm. after that. So well, it's going to be interesting yeah, to see. Okay. Uh, that he did a fine job singing. 
Yes, he did. And I, I'm, I'm sure we're going to get to see more. That'll be, yeah. that'll be really fun. That's Maybe they're going to bring him to Downton Abbey like they brought the uh, diva. Yes. The, the opera singer. Yes. And they'll make him eat uh, upstairs on a tray. Right. <laughs> upstairs on a tray. Not yeah. because he's a singer. No. Because he's, I mean, not because he's black, no, but because, because he's, he's a, a singer. singer. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's all, all right. I have for news. Okay. You know what? I don't think we're, we're out of time for predictions, so I think we're going to have to go to favorite lines. Oh my goodness! We got to go. Uh, get to favorite lines. What, what was your? My favorite line was. So another brick is pulled from. Yeah, oh, that was mine. I'm sorry, oh, okay. Maggie Smith. Why are you and your rompers talking about? Oh, I, do you have the other? You want to talk about the Edith one? Which one was that? Tell me your favorite line from that the show. That was the oh, it was the rompers. That, Tell uh, me your favorite line. My from the line show, was John. the dowager saying another bo- another brick was pulled from the wall. Okay. Great. Well, apparently, we're getting a note that we don't. We have time for predictions. Okay. Oh. All right. So we will. Thank you very much for letting us. Okay, I'll know. do my. I'll do my other. My. What was your line? My other favorite line was Edith is about as mysterious as a bucket. <laughs> All right, you win. Once again, win. showing that the sisters oh my are not, not necessarily great fans of each other. No, not at all. Okay, we'll do predictions. Predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. I'm going to do a prediction about Tom. Okay. So, we know he's still devastated and heartbroken right. and doesn't feel his place. I feel like he can find his place. We also know just from the news that there's a, a possibility. Well, it's a very strong possibility that there's going to be another love interest for him. There's a new nanny coming in mm-hmm. who has a disturbing resemblance to Sybil. <laughs> really? Yes. I haven't seen the picture. Yes. Wow. So um, I'm going to predict that that this will be the thing that helps him – not just recover from the loss of Sybil and the, the, the pain of all that, but also help him kind of figure out his way. Oh, okay. You know, uh-huh. because he's, he's kind of adrift right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, once he has this relationship coming through with this new, I believe it's a nanny for baby Sybil, mm-hmm. um, he's going to be able to figure out who he is and how he is, and that's going to help him you know, move forward, but he's going to still stay with the family. You think so? Okay, I do. Think I think so. I hope okay. so. I think a Great. lot of that is my hope. Well, uh, the only, the one thing that I was, this isn't really a prediction. It's kind of a hope, uh, because I don't know that there's anything talking to it or, uh, any kind of hint at it, but, uh, the whole Mary, uh, storyline with her, uh, t- talking to the tax man and yeah. trying to come up with a plan yes. or some way to get out from this, uh, debt burden that I think it's the death debt or whatever that is. That mm-hmm. they have. I think it is. And, you know, obviously Lord Grantham wants him to do it in a lump sum, and she's saying, no, I want to try to have Downton Abbey be self-sufficient, uh, and it may take longer, but anyway. I think it's going to be, uh, in order to do what she wants, she's going to, she's going to come up with a, a plan that's going to cause a huge rift between she and her father. Oh. Uh, something that's going to really try to cleave them, uh, you know, from each other. Uh, we've, we've seen them be together in concert, we've seen them be apart, and I'm hoping that there's something will drive them apart, and I think it's that. Um, because it'll have you also have the you have the generational thing you'll have the new way the old way and all that other stuff. Uh, just uh, only when I when I say I want it to happen, only because I think it would be great conflict and it'll set Mary up to be somebody to really stand on her own. I love that prediction and I think it's a really good one too for Lord Grantham. Yeah, because it it will 
you know, he's had so much bring, dressing down. Right. He's been having, he's been, you know, beaten down so many times in the last few, uh, season, series. And I think it's an, it'll be an opportunity for him to make that leap. Yeah. Once they get through it, yeah, because and the growth too. I'm being hoping he'll amazing. have a great argument and it'll be a really strong one. But then it, it, she'll win out, and then he can he can feel the pride of a father having oh his, my gosh, his daughter really figure it out, which that's, he couldn't. So he'll feel horrible as a man because he wasn't able to, but extremely proud as a father because she was. And, and that, I think that's that'll great. be that'll be redemption. Exactly, I think it's great. So, anyway. I like that one. That's a great one. Okay. So there we go. That's our predictions. Uh, we got to get out of here, Tamara. Let them know where they can find you. You can find me on Twitter at Tamara Berg, T-A-M-A-R-A-B-E-R-G. And my website is TamaraCentral.com. I've also tweeted out something earlier today about some Downton Abbey fashions that Ooh. are uh, more modern. So take a look at that. Okay. Um, follow us and let us know on Twitter what you're thinking. I've got conversations going with several people on Twitter about the show. Yes. And it's great fun to do. So let us know what you think. Absolutely. Thank you very much for listening. You can't find me anywhere but here. It says I will be here next week. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks, everybody. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Cup of tea. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.